Today we're going to continue with what I've been sharing these past few weeks. And before I do that, let me just have a drink of water. I want us to share, I want to continue to share something I really feel that's really important to all of us, which is guarding what is precious, our walk with the Lord. Guarding what is precious. I've been speaking about this for a number of weeks. And this, the main scripture that we've been looking at is from Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. And I'll start reading. So we must, <clears throat> so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard. You know, we've received truth from the Lord. We've received the truth of the gospel of Jesus. And sometimes the truth seeks to be perverted. It seeks to come and something else seeks to come in and say, you can believe this. So for example, you know, once saved, always saved. It's okay, you can live anyhow, anyway. That's not the truth. When we receive the truth of the gospel, we have to hold on to it. Hold fast to the faith that we've received. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we've heard. Or we may drift away from it. The message God delivered through angels has always stood firm. And every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation? That was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us to, to, that, to us by those who heard him speak. In these verses of scripture, it highlights that we must hold on to that, those, the truth that we've received. And then it, it, it um, basically... Is, is telling us that it's important that we hold on to it because if we don't, we can easily be swayed away by different things. I wanted to just also just highlight the point about when we come to Christ, this is just a recap of what happened um, in the previous times. When we first came to Christ, we was living our lives anyway, anyhow, then when we became born again, we came and we were set free by the power of God. The Bible speaks about how we was translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We were set free by the power of God because there was no hope. We was doomed. There was no hope for us whatsoever. In fact, if Jesus didn't come, I, I tell you, I mean, we would have been just bound in, in, in bondage and chains forever and, and hinted, just locked away from the presence of God. But God made a way for us. 
by sending his son Jesus to pay the price. And so we understood that we received the gift of salvation. And we understood that when Jesus came into our lives, he transformed our lives. And I'm sure many of you here can remember the time when you gave your heart to Christ. I'm sure it would be a wonderful testimony that you would share because you would have been telling us how you came from point A and went to point B because of the power of God, not by our own might or ability. And then when we receive Christ, the Bible says how we've been trans, we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and we've received his righteousness. So when we enter the presence of God, we don't need to come with our own filthy rags as it speaks about in the Old Testament, but we come by the righteousness of Christ which he's paid. So we are in right standing with him. And the Bible says that we're, with, we're in joint heirs with Christ, seated in, with him in heavenly places in, in Christ Jesus, which means if there, when the, where the enemy is seeking to come in and try to buffet us and try to tell us that he is stronger than us, that's not the truth. Because the Bible says that, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And also, the Bible says that if we are in him, we are the enemy is under our feet. We are the body. He is the head. The enemy is under our feet. So this is what happens when you become born again. It doesn't, you know, sometimes it may feel like, oh boy, how can I, how can I like um, pray for, for somebody? How can I, you know, take authority over the enemy? The moment we become born again, we receive power over the enemy. It doesn't matter how you feel. It's not a feeling. It's about the positional rights as a believer. So we spoke about that. And we spoke about how the enemy seeks to plot and scheme to come against us, to take us out and to take us off course. We mentioned that when we give our hearts to Christ. Because remember, the enemy, he can't touch our will. And we'll speak about that a bit later. Because we've decided, once we've decided to give our hearts to Christ, that's it. The enemy has to back off because we've decided. Then we mentioned about how it's really important to develop this relationship with Christ. Because you know, this relationship with Christ is crucial this is you know we can church is important right let's just we said that church is important but your walk with the lord is the, of utmost importance more than anything else more than treasures or rubies or diamonds or gold more than anything else our walk with him is critical because once you have Jesus you have life you have everything 
Once we receive Christ into our lives, all that we need, all the peace, all the joy, all the strength, all the encouragement we need is in Him. And we were saying that it's important that our walk is so, that it, it, we, we take care of it. Because if we don't, we'll enter into religion. We'll enter into, and when I say religion, I don't just mean, oh, I'm going, I've been to church today and I've ticked my box and, and we was mentioning that, right? But you see, because religion is dead. When you go to, when you go to a church sometimes, let's just be real. When you go to church and it's, it's dead, there's nothing happening. There's no life. That's religion. And I'm not talking about religion. Jesus came to bring us into a relationship. So when we enter into a relationship, there is life. And this is what he is sought to bring to us when we receive Jesus. We mentioned as the first point as how we can guard, guard our walk with Christ. Guard our precious walk with him that we don't take what we've received for granted, but daily thank God and for the gift of salvation, for delivering us from the clutches of hell. We have a heart of gratitude saying, Lord, thank you so much for delivering me. You have this thing that you hold precious and dear. So you don't take it for granted because the moment we take things for granted, that's when we'll go off course. We also mentioned how Jesus was beaten, bruised and battered for our sake so that we can enter into life. We mentioned how the whip was so terrible. It had pieces not only of teeth in it, but metal. So when it ripped his back, it tore it. And he done this because he loved us. He done this. And this is why we need to, as we come into his presence, we come saying, Lord, we owe everything to you. We owe everything to the Lord. Our lives is owed. We owe everything to him. This is why just to do something for the Lord, it, it shouldn't really be a big deal, you know. And to be honest, we will, we will forever, ever be indebted to the Lord. Forever. We will never, you know, I heard one man say, oh, I have to pay the Lord. We'll never, ever be able to pay the Lord back, ever. But what we are to seek to do is to honor him with our lives. Honor him in how we live. Honor him with our, whatever we have to please the Lord. I won't go into the, the further details of what I mentioned about Jesus. But the number two point that I mentioned the last time was that it's, it's critical that we 
ask the Lord to examine our hearts daily. Examine our hearts. We cannot afford to and think, listen, I was okay yesterday, I was okay to, um, this morning. Listen, every minute, every second, every hour, as it's written here in the book of Psalms, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and see if there's any wicked way in me. We've got to see if there are thoughts, if there are ways that displease the Lord. Because if there are things in our hearts that displeases and dishonors, dishonoring the Lord, we need to get shot of it. It is vital because this will hinder our walk. This will affect our walk. Our walk is so precious. God sent his son Jesus just so that he can make a way and have that relationship, which is point, which is bringing out the point that we have to do all we can to guard our walk with him. So uh, we have to examine our hearts because listen, no man knows their heart, you know. We don't know our hearts. So the Lord knows our hearts and he can check our hearts and he can see those things in us. This is why when that word came last week about how the, um, when, when um, John Mark sent that, shared that word last week about the Lord returning and how it's important that we examine our hearts, we have to ask the Lord, Lord, please, can you show me what I, what I, Nicholas, must do? It's important on a daily basis. As you said, he will show you what you need to do, you know. God will speak to you. The Bible says that my sheep hear my voice. He will speak to you. Whether it's through a bus or a bird or even the, the God speaks to you in many ways. It's not just the Bible. But we have to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. The Spirit is wanting to speak consistently he's wanting to tell us things but when we don't guard our walk with him when we don't guard our communion with him then things can come and take us off course so we mentioned this we mentioned that the heart is deceitful oh man it's deceitful but then we mentioned another thing to make sure that we walk it um, and we seek to walk in um, guarding what is precious that we walk in the fear of the Lord we mentioned that as well we said this in, in the book of Job chapter 1 verse 6 to 8 it says one day the members of the heavenly court came to the presence came to present present themselves before the Lord and the accuser Satan came with them where you and then the Lord says where have you come from and the Lord asked this to Satan Satan answered let me start again one day the members of the heavenly heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser Satan came with them where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan 
answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything what's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man complete of integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Fearing the Lord, he fears God and stays away from evil. This is the other ingredient that we mentioned that is critical to ensure that you guard your walk with the Lord. You stay away from evil. You fear God. You reverence him. And whenever the Lord speaks to you, you obey him. You respond. You're quick to respond. You're not slow to respond. Whether it be through the word, whether it be someone speaking to you, whether it be through uh, an, an unction that you feel in your heart, you respond because you want to be obedient. And this is what it was for Job. He was obedient. He was responsive to the Spirit. So we mentioned that about the fear of the Lord. Then we mentioned about the humility of walking in humility. It's so important, critical. Again, just like when you look at, let's start again. When you look at how Satan was cast out from heaven, he was in the very presence of God. The Bible says how his heart came lifted up with pride. It still baffles me to this day. How an archangel in heaven, in in the very presence of God, not, not far, in the very presence of God, had pride in his heart. And if this happened to him, what about us? Wow. And the Bible says that God resisteth the proud, but give grace to the humble. We need humility. Walking in humility. When the Lord speaks to your heart through the word, you respond. You say, Lord, I humble myself. Lord, I yield my heart to what you're saying. Not to what I want to do. Because listen, this flesh, this flesh wants to do its own thing. It wants to go its own way and do its own job. But no, God forbid... We want to do the will of the Lord. And we want to please him. And we spoke about walking in humility. And in Micah chapter 6 verse 8 it says, Oh man, he has told you what is good. What does the Lord ask of you but to do what is fair. And what to love kindness. And to walk without pride with your God. Walk without pride. Walk in humility before your God. Because this is what will attract the presence of God. If you want the presence of God to be evident in your life, you have to walk in humility. Just 
like the Ark of the Covenant. When the Ark of the Covenant was moving to and fro, the presence of God, which is signifying us, we must carry the presence of God. But for us to carry the presence of God, we have to walk in humility. We have to walk with God and hear Him so that the presence of God can flow. The next point that I got to was number five. Don't be judgmental of others and realize that we are all vulnerable. Don't be judgmental of others. This is about safeguarding your walk with the Lord, you know. This walk with the Lord is very, very, um, a, there's a lot to it. There's a lot, and I've not even exhausted. This thing, we have to be careful. Because the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. We are all vulnerable. Oh man. All of us. You know, sometimes you see someone that they've done something there. Look at that person, man. Ah, call themselves a Christian. Ah, wow. You know what Jesus says? Look at the beam in your eye as opposed to the splinter in someone else's. We have to be careful not to judge someone. But we need to encourage our brother, encourage our sister, help them along the path. This is a race. And this race that we're in, it's, it's, it's not for the faint-hearted, you know. And the thing is, we need each other. Sometimes we try to do it by ourselves. We can't. I know, I, I've, tried, I've tried to do it by myself, man. It don't work. It don't work. We need, to do, we need each other. And when we rely upon each other, I'm not, I'm not saying that you must call someone, can you, can you, all them every minute, can you help me, can you help me? No, no, no. I'm, what I'm trying to say is, we, we are interdependent. So, you know the Bible says, um, we, we must confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So there's a reliance where, 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 where each brother's keeper. That is very important. As you're guarding your walk of the Lord, because we are guarding, hello son, <laughs> we have to make sure that we watch out for each other and we're not judgmental towards each other because the same judgment that we use towards someone it will be come back to us
I'll mention another point and then we'll pray. Another thing that will really help us when it comes to guarding what is precious, our walk with the Lord, is this. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. It's important that we we're sober. Another version says, be sober, be vigilant. When you're sober, you're in your right mind. And when you look at that word sober, it brings out the point that we have to protect ourselves from things that can come and pollute our minds. Things, you see, this eye gate, ear gate thing is massive. It is a massive thing that we need to take care of. In our, not only, I mean, more today than ever before. I remember the day when there was no mobile phone that we would use. Now we've got the mobile phone with all these apps, all these different, like the Instagram and all these different things. So there's more distractions. There's more things to pollute. There's more things to tarnish us now than ever before and so with that said we have to be extra careful in walking and being sober because these things the more that they come the more it will go in and then when it goes in is it will eventually it will come out just just like how the food business works <laughs> i won't go any further sorry sorry <laughs> you get what i'm saying but what i'm saying is in terms of when we read something, when we hear something, this is what will affect, this is what will affect us. So I'm saying that to say, we have to be sober and vigilant. We need to be watchful. We need to be careful. We need to be on guard at all times. We need to be extremely watchful because there are things that are so deceptive out there that can take us off course and that will even deceive our decision in, in wanting to actually spend time with the Lord. So we have to be absolutely careful. And that can happen when you're spending time in His presence. When you're spending time in His presence, He'll help you to make the right choice, the right decision, to walk soberly and to be vigilant. I want to pray for us today before we um, close. And I just want us to bow our heads. 
I want to pray for you. If you feel that your you feel like your walk is dry, you feel like you're in a barren land. I want to pray for you right now. If you raise your hand, okay, I see one hand raised. I'm going to pray for you. Is anyone else? Well, Father, I pray for those online and those, Father, who have raised their hands here. Pray that you will touch, that you will refresh, and that you will revive. Lord, I pray that rivers of life will come and touch these ones. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I just want to pray for everybody else, all of us here. Lord, you see all of your, your people, your precious people. You see every heart. Everything is naked and bare before you, Father. You see all of us. Where we're at, Lord, you see how much we are in great need of you. Lord, as your word says, that without you, we can do nothing. Lord, we acknowledge this today, that without you, none of us can do anything. And I pray that you will help us to really guard what is precious, that you will help us to walk in humility, that you will help us, Lord, not to walk in pride, Father, that you will help us to do the things that you have re requested of us. Father, help us to be grateful, Lord, all the time with what you have done for us. I pray that you will strengthen every person here. And I commit every person here and online into your hands. Thank you, Lord.